This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. Okay, welcome to episode uh, 53 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hello. How's it going, man? Oh, doing okay. Just trying to not watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I, I already saw the uh, trailer I wanted to see, which was uh, Fast 10. Oh, uh, <laughs> the Breaking Bad commercial is really good, too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one on Reddit. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, so this week we're gonna, I mean, I used to be a huge football fan. I did a football NFL podcast, Yeah, but I got totally burned out on it. I just got tired of it, uh, tired of the constant commercials, tired of the, well, frankly, uh, Tired of you them not being able to hit each other. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it just became silly, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, I don't... Like, I got to the point where, like, I would enjoy watching, but, like, in the end, you're just kind of watching a bunch of millionaires play a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and the billionaires that own them. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the whole BS around it, the the reporting and all that stuff, just yeah, became so irritating. You know, the, and there's always someone who's committed a crime. The NFL employs a lot of domestic abusers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, future murderers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just got sick of it, you know. But I don't watch any sports now. Nothing. Yeah, like I try to look for like what would be on the Ocho, like real weird, obscure sports. And like there's a couple of streaming channels I found that will play. Uh, they have these uh, battles. And I think they do them in America, but I've seen them in England where people suit up in full armor. With weapons and everything, and yeah, and it's essentially like a Amp like your bat. You, you're like everyone's battling all the way back to like an end zone area, and you're and you're just both going back and forth, beating each other to death while you're in full body armor. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's well, just amp guard. Um, <laughs> uh, they have like a UFC that's like team oriented where they'll have like four people battling four other people in an area that's not an octagon but like has what kind of like <laughs> it's just fucking weird like i look for weird sports like that i watch slap fighting that's probably of all sports that's one i subscribe to on youtube and shelby likes it too so we'll both wait when you know there's a good slap fight and we'll watch it okay <laughs> but not the Dana, not the UFC guy, uh, Dana White yeah. slap stuff. This okay. is like the stuff that was happening during COVID. Like they started putting together these like slap fights in bars uh -huh. and, and then they uh, started recording them. And then they like 
made uh, rules. They have judges and everything. And theirs seems like really safe compared to the one that Dana uh, White runs. Yeah, I've seen uh, slot fights like in Kentucky or something stupid yeah. like that. You know, that's kind of uh, funny just because all the redneck bullshit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, this, uh, week we're going to talk about the year 2005. Yes. So, when, what did, what did, what did you watch for 2005? I watched the greatest team up ever, Iron Man and Batman. Oh, it was okay. Ba Val Kilmer and, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh -huh. It's a Shane Black script. I love it. It's because it's Shane Black, like a, a lot of his movies, it takes place at Christmas. So I watch it every Christmas. Uh, but it's a great neo-noir comedy. And uh, this is, you know, a few years before uh, RDJ becomes Iron Man. And he's he, uh, he does the voiceover. Like of all the Shane Black scripts that he's ever written, this one comes across as the one that translated best from paper to screen. Because his voiceover is great. He t he's not a reliable narrator at times and tells things out of sequence. Uh, and Val Kilmer's just really fucking great in this, playing a private detective who's who's helping uh, Robert Downey Jr. on this case. Um, have you ever seen it? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of my all-time faves, but I love Shane Black stuff, and uh, this kind of became a Christmas revisit. Uh, but it was nice just kind of watching it and... Uh, going back I, like i forget michelle monahan's in this and she's really great and it's uh, disappointing like she doesn't get much uh talk on the poster uh and i don't know many other movies that she's been in um yeah she's a i think she's a really good actress yeah oh she's married to tom cruise in the mission impossible series she was yeah. the wife that he had to leave that's right uh, um yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, last night we watched uh, Wes Anderson's Life Aquatic. Oh, okay. And revisiting it, I liked it a lot more than I did last time. I think I really was just down, like, you have to accept that in Wes Anderson's stories, there's usually a father-type figure who is just the biggest piece of shit. And in this one, it's Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you have to see like he, he, um, and, and again, I know you said you weren't a big Owen Wilson fan, but I feel like Owen Wilson's pretty good in this one. Uh, eh, I just, <laughs> I, I really hate Owen Wilson. I just do. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, it's just, just me. He just annoys me, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I like the movie. But, but God damn, Willem Dafoe is just, <laughs> he's perfect in that movie. I mean, yeah, when he is fantastic. When is he not perfect? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm really excited about, uh, you know, he's been recast as Nosferatu again. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I can't now, wait. <clears throat> now with a different director. And so I'm just super excited to see how this turns out after seeing Shadow of the Vampire. That was so fucked up. I like have a really new appreciation for William Willem Dafoe after go back and revisiting a lot of these. My God, he's so good. He was the number one actor I watched on Letterboxd last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
And the stuff he put out uh, last year was really good. I mean, uh, he was great in uh, in uh, uh, what, what, what the Northman. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, was he good in that? Boondock Saints, man. Oh uh, yeah. There was a fire. I mean, just (laughs) perfect, man. He's just such a great actor. He was even good in Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are going to go like, but it's a superhero movie, but it's so great the way they took like the mythology of the spider or uh, the green goblin from the very first Spider-Man movie. He plays that character so well because he's so unstable in that film. And then seeing him like be, super evil at times and just snap. I mean, it's like Gollum. Like he's just pivoting back and forth between like a broken mental patient to a full blown, uh, psychopath. Uh, so for 2005, I watched war of the worlds, uh, Tom Cruise. And who, who plays the kid? Who's the kid? Uh, uh what's her name? Yeah. It's like a, I forget a big actress, but Dakota Fanning. There you go. Yeah, she's she was really good in it. I thought it was okay. I mean, I I remember uh, reading the book and when I was a kid and listening to the radio, the Orson Welles radio play of that. And yeah, I did where, my senior paper on it. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, and the, the movie from the fifties is, uh, really, really good, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for the time, good effects and, you know, really good, good film. Sometimes I need to like come up with a questionnaire for remakes because I, I, I kind of look at this as being a prime example. Did it need to be remade? No, but. Spiel, did Spielberg need to remake uh, uh, West Side Story? Okay, I mean, yeah, true. Uh, some of the Spielberg sci-fi is hit or miss. Yeah, Cl- Close Encounters is fantastic. Yeah, that's the pinnacle of his sci-fi films. Yeah, yeah, but all the other ones not not as good later in life, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this one I feel like was just like for Tom Cruise to, you know, to run, um, to run. Yeah, <laughs> another uh, but, running movie. But it was okay. Uh, I, I wasn't like, oh my god, what a good one. Uh, yeah, like the, what did they add to the story that we didn't know? What did they add? I mean, they just nothing. kind of updated it. And again, this is like the. The, the aughts that I really feel that is just a shit time for a lot of movies. And there are a ton of remakes in this 10 year period. Yeah. The aughts are bad. Look, all the two thousands are bad. You know, <laughs> I mean, the aughts, the 10, the, the 10, 2010s have been too much IP, too many remakes, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, but it was okay. It was okay. Uh, so, uh, speaking of IP, I watched Black Adam. (laughs) What did you think? Because Uh, we argue about this on our show, all the, or on my, my comics podcast, because I think it was shit. 
There's some people that like it. Total shit, man. Yeah. Total shit. I mean, it's weird. The Rock is like this huge star, but he can't get like DC off the ground. He tri- he had a spinoff from the Fast and Furious franchise. Couldn't get that to go anywhere. You know, he just kind of. The only thing I think he's really successful at is like the Jumanji series. Guess what? He what? sucks as an actor. Yeah, but like you, there are people that suck as actors that find their niche and they do that thing over and over again. Like he's trying to find a franchise to just play himself. And did, just... You, did you hear that moron was uh, saying how good Black Adam did the 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 box office because it made uh, as much money as the uh the first uh uh first avenger you know yeah yeah my god it it was half the price and it was in uh, money that was worth more back then yeah he's just pathetic in my opinion you know it's weird that yeah he was trying to defend his film and fight for his film like that because it's just the comparison's just really not there look nobody cares man yeah you made a shit movie again nobody cares yeah and you know what it's interesting because if you look at the difference between like him and robert downey jr because robert downey jr really launched iron man he wasn't a top tier character in marvel and black adam isn't a top tier character at dc he's a villain i mean i he's he's pretty much a villain and so it was a weird choice to kind of make him an anti-hero but uh yeah, I mean, even the comics guys, I don't think we're no, excited to see. No, I I did like Pierce Brosnan. He was yeah. he was good, but I mean, he's always he's been good in a lot of stuff, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I was such a fan of Remington Steel as a kid. I love I love that show. I used to watch that over over at my grandmother's all the time. That yeah. was like our show. Yeah. <laughs> Just a great show, but uh fuck. I had a hard time finishing it. You know, I was like, "Oh, come on." Yeah. And the fact that DC always has to loop in some kid. Yeah, like it was Why? getting... Why? I don't understand it. I don't get it. You know, come on, just... We, do, we don't even get enough of that family to care about them. No. They just kind of show up when Black Adam needs them to, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, just stupid, man. Uh, uh, I saw the menu. Me too. Really, really fucking good, Dude. man. Okay, so it's weird because, it, you know, I love Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. But she is outshone by fucking Ray Fiennes. Fiennes and then, uh, is spectacular. And Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Like, he's acting like he's seeing something different than everyone else. So when you go to him, like, he's excited when everyone's full of fear he's upset when everyone's kind of relieved it's it's so funny to watch him man ray fines is just he's spectacular in that film you know 
And dude, and we're not even talking about John Leguizamo. Every yeah, he, time he, he gets was to good. talk, it's awesome. Yeah, he was like, good he, too. It, he's playing that kind of lost celebrity type, and he does it really well. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I was, I was surprised. Uh, Can we talk about Ethan Hawke showing up for twenty seconds and leaving? Uh, I don't remember that. He is the guy that shows up at the boat and sprays uh, something in their throat for COVID. And they said, well, what about COVID? And they go, it's taken care of. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. When they come. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm actually getting that one confused with Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Knives Out. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I I was like, what are you (laughs) fucking talking about? Because they both arrived by boat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but I really enjoyed the menu, man. It was yeah. r- really cool. I tried to tell people it's not what you expect. No, definitely I, not. I thought this was going to be about rich people and bringing in Anna Taylor-Joy. She was going to be like a poor person. They end up like cannibalizing or something. Right, you right. Know? But it was so fucking far from that. And then the layers to her story were really good. Yeah. Because... Not only was she uh, an escort, uh, which you find out in in such a good way Mm -hmm. uh, with the way it unfurls. But did you notice that the man and and wife that were there, that she said, oh, that looks like our daughter. Like he hired an escort that looked like his daughter. Right. Exactly. Fucking dark. Yeah. And Judith Light was great, too. You know? Yeah, she's the boss. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I really enjoyed that show. It was a cool concept, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was. Because I was like, I I was very curious when he had the guy kill himself. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, so, so really, you're just like, is has he reached a point of where life is useless and that he began to judge everyone? And so he needed to make a point that this guy would just kill himself because he could never achieve that. I don't know. There was a lot of shit to make you think about. Yeah. 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 A really enjoyable film though. Had a good time. Uh, so I watched a film called in darkness in darkness what's okay what's that uh so it's a film i think from uh 2018 and uh, it's about yes. yeah it's it's really good man it's about this woman who's uh, blind and uh, uh she's like a secret agent from serbia or uh, yeah serbia and uh is trying to uh, kill this guy that killed her family, but she's acting like she's blind. You know? Mm. And, yeah, really interesting. Fucking cool flick. Really yeah. worth the watch, man. Looks like it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched it on Hoopla. But, oh, from but the it, library. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty fun, man. I had a good time with it. It's got Natalie Dormer in it. Yeah, she's great. Dude, she is is a smoke show. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, But uh, I definitely recommend that. And I watched for the first time 
Chasing Amy. Oh. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I liked it. You know? Yeah. It was okay. Not the best Kevin Smith, but... It, it's his film that got him a Criterion release. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun, you know? Uh, but definitely not... Did he he wrote that right? Yeah, it's semi autobiographical about his relationship with Joey Lauren Adams because they were dating uh, during his Mallrats uh-huh. uh, filming, and uh, I think they broke up. It was just like uh, his character was having a hard time dealing with her sexual past, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the way he wrote uh, the Ben Affleck character in that, and so. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's all I know about it. I, I'm trying to look up everyone's name to make sure I cover everyone in the I film. Mean, Holden it, and Banky. It, yeah, it was okay. wasn't my favorite uh, one yeah. of his, but but pretty fun. And I want to talk about how uh, both Kevin, both two of my favorite directors, Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino, had to deal with Miramax. Yeah, yeah, that's- you know. Kind of unfortunate, you know. Uh, but uh, ho- let's just hope they didn't know too much. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I I know Kevin has donated proceeds from uh, some Miramax things, a hundred percent to uh, uh, women's charities. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a start, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird because Kevin did his first movie clerks was originally a lot darker, but it, you could, because originally it was going to be a dark comedy, right. uh, with, uh, what's it, Dante dying at the end. Then his second film is just a, like, I would say in the vein of, uh, like uh, animal house type teen comedy, you know, mall rats. And then he takes his first stab at a serious role and he tells the story of a man who's in love with a lesbian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's out there, you know. But really, she's there. bisexual. I mean, that's really the story. But even in 97, bisexual wasn't even talked about. Like, you know, you didn't have gay people telling their story. You had Kevin Smith telling their story. Uh, you uh, the only bisexuals were David Bowie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. that's it. Well, you had androgyny in the eighties, but no yeah. one talked about their sexuality. No. It was just it was a it was an aesthetic. It was a look. It was Annie Lennox. It was yeah. David Bowie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But 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 uh, it was it was okay. You know. Yeah. And uh, I also I rewatched uh, it's a mad 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 world. Oh yeah, God, I love that film, man. I haven't seen that in a long time. Is that seventy two? Sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the scene where Jonathan Winters just totally wrecks that gas station oh my god jonathan winters was one of the early comedians i learned about and so you could see him do like 
incredible improv like just start going into a character and he was amazing and i think he finally got like like he had been a comedian like a lot in the 60s and 70s but in the 80s he got on uh, mork and mindy as yeah. their son and dude him and robin williams killed it uh okay so <laughs> my mother used to do catering in uh in los angeles and yeah. did, did a lot of catering in uh beverly hills and uh she did catering at uh uh danny k's house uh, told me a bunch of stories about how he was a complete asshole that's and, the rumor yeah it's no rumor trust <laughs> me and then one time she went to see uh, Jonathan Winters. Wow. He was dressed up as Ma, Ma Frick. And she, he freaked her out so much she had to leave. Oh, whoa. I mean, she just went, bye-bye. He's, uh, you know, he's, I mean, he, he was known for being in a mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I was going to say, like, do you, have you seen his interviews where he talks about his mental health and oh, just yeah. being broken and like how he does that to kind of get away from being himself because he's such a broken person. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I, I bet it was kind of crazy, you know, back then, but, but he's just, one of my favorite comedians of all time. All all the old uh, talk show appearances are just fantastic, you know? Yeah. Just great stuff. And uh, I saw a film called The Great Silence, which uh, is a Western uh, that was recommended to me by Tarantino on his podcast. And you can tell where this uh, Western uh, really uh, influenced the Hateful Eight. Oh, okay, cool. You know, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. And uh, uh, I think Klaus Kinski's in it. And, Klaus uh, Kinski's yeah, in it, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know... Just, just a a fun western. Really enjoyed it, but yeah, definitely check it out if you get a chance. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, you can rent it streaming. Oh, I saw it free somewhere. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh no, I saw it on uh, Criterion Channel. I forgot. Oh, that. oh, that makes sense. And uh, there's a lot of Criterion movies that are now on Freebie. Yeah, isn't that an Amazon thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a free Amazon uh, thing that has a ton of Criterion uh, movies. You know, so definitely worth checking that out for that reason, you know. And I watched a documentary called The Story of Plastic. And it's talking about how through the years they have been uh, uh, 
trying to feed plastic down her throat and now how the petroleum industry is worried we're going to be electric carring everything and you know the demand's going to go down so they're just uh dumping plastic on us from everywhere and it shows how third world countries are just dude they're so and uh i think maybe 2018 uh, China stopped accepting plastic. We used to send it to them, yeah, and they sort it, and you know that's how we get, they would buy it from us. They don't do that anymore, and now like countries like Vietnam and stuff, they're like plastic is everywhere, you know, just junk all in their rivers and streams and stuff and shit uh i have a copy i i can give you if you want to be depressed <laughs> yeah i don't know when i go hey i'm in the mood for no this. you won't be in the mood for that but yeah definitely uh it has something to say you know what i mean yeah yeah, definitely something to say. And I watched Emily the Criminal. Oh, yeah, with uh, Aubrey Plaza. How is that? Real good, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet, but it's on my watch list. Yeah, uh, I, I have a copy if you want it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get it to you. But she, she is pretty fantastic in it. Yeah. I don't and, think there's been anything I've been disappointed in seeing her in. And it also has that guy that played Shades and Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, I like that dude. Yeah, yeah, he he was really good in it, too. Uh, then I watched Society from 1989. Finally, let's talk about the shunting. <laughs> Oh I my you. god. I told you. This is some body horror. Wow. Uh, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my. Uh, in my. Uh, letterbox review. I put down. Uh, this is David Cronenberg. Meets Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It totally reminded me of that. But what a weird fucking movie, dude. Dude, yeah, I know. And, uh, like, Shelby and I watched together for the first time during, like, a Joe Bob screening. And, and we and they kept joking about the shunting was coming. And I was like, what is the shunting? And then, we, and then, and then you're watching this just gelatinous human blob <laughs> of things just going in and out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I Ugh. mean, weird as hell, dude. Just <laughs> fucking crazy shit, I, man. I know. I always go, like, do are there films that people have read the script and just go, I cannot work on something like this. This is fucked up. <laughs> 
Dude, I have no idea uh, what I was expecting, or uh, it was on the Criterion Channel. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, wonder why. Well, they have weird shit there too, you know. Yeah, but I was—I I guess I'm always curious what what gets a Criterion interested in like an '80s body horror film. Uh, well, I mean. Uh... Videodrome has been on there. Scanners has been on there, you know? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, there's a bunch of weird shit on the Criterion channel. I've seen it all there, you know? Oh, Every man. Everything, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, Society is definitely on my weird list now. I added, oh, yeah. added it to my words fuck list. Uh, uh, then, oh, sorry. I saw, uh, for the first time, I saw Lock, Stock, and three, Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I love that movie. Yeah, really fun. Uh, um, really fun film. I like the way the... Uh, they made out in the end uh-huh. where you didn't know if they were going to throw the guns in the river or not, you know, but, and uh, sting was good too. Yeah. I forget. What's the director's name? Cause he did snatch too. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, didn't he marry Madonna? Yeah, that's weird. It's like I want to call it Mister uh, Madonna. <laughs> guy, was his name? Guy, yeah, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yeah, Mister Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the Guy Ritchie film. This is his first film that puts him on the map. Yeah, yeah, but that was a good time. I enjoyed that. And uh, oh, I started watching uh, House of the Dragon. Oh, the HBO series? Yeah, I'd never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, well, then you're the perfect person to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. It was okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Daniel on our our podcast does uh, reviews of it, and he loves it. He says, like, Matt Smith is fucking great in it, and I've never been disappointed by a Matt Smith performance. Right, right. No, no, I I definitely enjoyed it. it. It's pretty fun. And I, I finally saw uh, all of the the Punisher show. Oh yes, Man, what a good show, dude! I know it's it, but it's it's one that I can't rewatch because it's so fucking heavy, man. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean the the way they tackle uh, vet riots and. PTSD is oh yeah exactly man super interesting you know yeah I know it's not exactly something you go this was adapted from a comic book mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah that was good and uh, this morning I watched a Peck and Paw movie ooh which one Straw Dogs dude that that's dark shit dark as Fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, they had it for free on YouTube. Oh, cool. Okay. 
Yeah. That's another one. If you're in a good mood, go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch uh, Straw Dogs and the Story of Plastic. <laughs> or if you want to mix in Requiem for a Dream, just to kind of round out complete total sadness. Never seen it. Dude, that I'm gonna tell you, that's a one-time view. That's worth the one time seeing it. I ha I have a copy, but I've never watched it. Uh, it's I don't definitely... even know what mood you have to be in to go watch it. But maybe I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what have you else have you been watching? Um. Pull up the notes. Uh. I watched uh, The Glass Onion uh, oh. on Netflix, the Ryan Johnson film mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with his uh, murder mystery show. It was really good. Like it has Dave Bautista, um, Jen Henwick, um, Kate Hudson. Uh, I was surprised how well I enjoyed it, man, because I was like going, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this like big exotic place and murder mystery stuff, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah that? no i haven't i don't have netflix oh okay um then on shutter uh we watched uh, a classic 80s film death spa the spa that kills oh yeah you <laughs> I, uh you told me about that i fucking love this movie oh it's just so good i a computer that runs a entire fitness center uh, goes crazy and just starts killing people. Oh, right. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, and Joe Bob did his Valentine's uh, Day special or Valentine's special on Friday. And the first film they showed was Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so it's so 80s like the people in it are look old that are supposed to be teenagers but it's so uh, you can do almost a like a mall bingo of the stores that you see in there because there's like b dalton's and uh uh as they just walk around there's an orange julius uh just the nostalgia hits really good for that film uh up in smoke up in smoke <laughs> but then for my podcast uh shelby and i do a podcast with kyle called squatching about bigfoot mm -hmm. we read the latest bigfoot news and then review a bigfoot movie i we waited till the last second and then the movie we agreed on we couldn't find streaming so we settled on the shortest movie and it was so bad i'm just telling you as a warning bigfoot versus krampus was an hour and four minutes. <laughs> yes. It was on Tubi and it is it it all takes place in space. Oh of course it does. It so Shelby looks up the guy who was the writer, director, a voiceover character, editor. His name is BC14. This dude cranks out about a dozen films a year. And I swear at times I thought AI was writing the dialogue. The the CGI characters' mouths don't... Uh, you can't, either can't see them or they don't sync up with the dialogue right. that's being said. <laughs> and Shelby's like, 
uh because I, I fell asleep twice during it it was only an hour and she goes if you fall asleep again i'm turning it and i was like i'm gonna keep my eyes open so i just felt i, I just used my fingers to hold my eyelids open to finish this film yeah like like clockwork orange <laughs> yes because that's what it felt like and the fucked up thing bigfoot never fights krampus <laughs> of course not they're floating around in space and it's not even like good like good to riff on because it's just so badly done like the dude who wrote this is 50 something and the dialogue sounds like a 12 year old like it, it it's so weird because the astronaut in the story all his all he wants is someone to give him a blowjob <laughs> And you should hear the women's dialogue because it's way worse. It's like he's never met a woman. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes doing these for uh, a podcast are really like struggling to find just a decent, entertaining film to sit through with Bigfoot sure. in it. It's just shit sometimes. Uh, and this dude, this dude's selling movies left and right. It's fucking amazing to see his IMDb listing of over 100 films. Whoa. And they, they're all shit. Yeah, he sold them all to Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best thing was something I've never seen in film ever, ever. He would have a character talk about an object or something. Like, let's say he said he was talking about a good cup of coffee. He would have an image of stock footage of coffee that would just fade in and fade out during the conversation. <laughs> he was, what? yeah, he. He, he he pads the film and you can see obviously how he's padding it with stock footage of stuff. <laughs> that's not a movie. That's a I, PowerPoint presentation. Yes, that's what it was. Like even when Krampus talks about Santa, there's stock footage of a Santa Claus that shows up and then it fades in and fades out. It's always the same fade too. What the hell? That's how he got, I don't think a lot of it's repetitive too. Like he has robots speaking and like moving. And I was like, has this guy never seen a robot? Like a robot would just, if the robot was talking would pretty much be still. And he makes it move like it's just kind of like bendy. Like it's not robotic movement at all. Oh, it's yeah. Wow. It's so, I've never seen one so bad that I researched so I could never see it again and never watch anything the guy made. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, you blacklisted them. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, here's some kind of interesting news. They're doing a Faulty Towers reboot. Again? They've re tried to do that over and over. With John Cleese and his daughter. No. I'm gonna say no. I don't think they can capture what the what, what the original show was. How could you? Yeah, I mean they're just hoping with John Cleese being involved that he that he would still have some of that magic. Uh, so on Amazon Prime, they're doing a live action Silk Spider Society. Huh. So yep. it's a uh, it's a noir noir the Spider Man noir. Oh yeah, on 
on Amazon Prime, a live yeah. action. That's weird. Isn't that That's weird? weird? Yeah, I guess it's Amazon trying to get the hold of something Marvel to have on their to make them relevant. Well, uh, it's uh, Fox still owns the rights, so they're uh, licensing it to Amazon somehow. So, yeah, I, I, guess ju- I just thought that was interesting, you know. I mean, that's what Marvel's plan was early on, was they would just license their character out to everyone. Then they get a straight fee, and they're not really invested. But yeah. then they put out a lot of shit products, too. People will license it for, like, really bad stuff. And I, I'm i curious to see who... I'm curious to see this now. I, I, I had read the Spider-Man Noir, you know, uh, news, because uh, Nicolas Cage voices him in the animated series. I wonder of, if he would do live uh, action. Of course he does. <laughs> um, then, uh, Del Toro's making a Frankenstein. Yes. I, 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 with, who's starring uh, in it? The monster is Andrew Garfield. Yes. yes. And, and uh, Oscar Isaac plays Dr. Frankenstein. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. I'm all in. That's That would be fucking good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I thought that stuff was kind of interesting. Uh, so do you have anything else? No, no, that's it. Uh, so next uh, week, uh, 2006, I'm going to watch for the first time Smoking Aces. Yes. Okay, good, because I'm going to watch that, too, because I love that movie. Uh, wow. Like, I'm just looking at the bad films that came out that year. Pretty they, bad shit. They remade Poseidon. I mean, come on. Yeah, Employee of the Month, starring Dane Cook and Jessica mm. Simpson. Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, God. These are evil, uh, the evil bong series starts. Okay. (laughs) That's from the full moon guys. Oh, X3 is fucking bad. Oh, children of men. Pretty goddamn great movie. Yeah. Slither. I think I might, I, I, to go with the films I owned, I think I'm going to go Slither, Smoking Aces, um, no, I'm going with Smoking Aces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Scanner Darkly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. They did that uh, uh, weird animation style. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Alex Jones is in it. Oh, that's right. He, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't want to see that. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude... Uh, um, Downey is pretty damn good in Scanner Darkly. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really pretty good damn good in that. I also own Lucky Number Slevin, that spy movie with uh, I think Bruce shows up in it, but it's somebody else is the star. Uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I do want to do that one. Okay. I own The Departed, Clerks 2, Feast, and Casino Royale. 
and 300 are all 2006 films. Uh, not too bad when you think yeah. about it. And this is when they tried to reboot uh, um, Superman with Superman Returns, and it kind of was a bust. Oh, fucking, this is a terrible movie. Uh, Zach Braff's second movie, The Last Kiss. Oh, that was fucking horrible. Never saw it. All right, yeah. Oh, they did a sequel to Roadhouse that came out in 2006. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Who the fuck is in Roadhouse 2? I think they're remaking it, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing a remake. Oh, oh my God. Like Jake Busey, Will Patton. <laughs> and the fucking guy who is the current Superman on the CW... He was he took the place of um Patrick Swayze in this. Roadhouse 2, last call. Last call, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, so we'll see everybody next week. Later. Later. Later.